Thanks to Indeed for supporting the Apple Bits XL. Indeed makes it easy to connect with your applicants, and Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Offer good for a limited time. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Welcome, everybody. This is episode 233. And guess what? It is official. Apple announced that they will officially be holding their event, their fall event, which we believe will be an iPhone event, an Apple Watch event, maybe AirPods Pro 2. We'll see. We'll find out. But it's expected and it is going to happen on September the 7th, which is a Wednesday, which was what the reports were from Mark Gurman. That is now official because Apple sent out the invites telling us it's official. It will happen again on Wednesday, September the 7th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. It's going to happen at Apple Campus at the Steve Jobs Theater inside of Apple Park. It will be a digital virtual keynote, but also... They are inviting people in person for the first time. And yes, yours truly, thanks to literally all of you who have continued to listen and watch and support. I will be there at Apple Campus, which is amazing because this will be my first iPhone event in person there. But that also means I can't do my crazy, fun, wacky live stream. And so I was trying to figure out something last time I was there, but I think I'm going to figure out something where I can find a window of time to do like a live stream recap from Apple campus outside of it. Um, They have this kind of little, not little, but they have a visitor center that is off campus that I can go upstairs to this really cool rooftop view. And I think that's where I'm going to. My goal is to find like a good half hour, 45 minute pocket of time and do a live stream from there. So we'll see if I can make it happen. I hope I can make it happen. And uh, that is at least the least I can try to get done, but there's going to be a whole lot there. We're expecting iPhone, Apple Watch, maybe a third product with the AirPods. So when I go there on my own, it, it's it's going to be a beast, but I'm excited to be there. Okay, before we get started, let's get to some orders of business really quickly. First of all, be a part of the show. I've been asking you all. I know the season has been slow. We've got two calls this week from the community, which is amazing. So if you want to be a part of this, record a voice memo on your phone or your tablet or your laptop, whatever platform, and send it in to applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebits with a Z. We got two calls. We got big events happening. Let's get this momentum rolling. I'm not begging you because if you if you call in, you call in. I can tell you that I do want to hear from y'all. So applebitsshow at gmail.com is how you do it. Also, this show is brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support all of my content, the podcast, my videos. And what does it get you? Well, it starts at $2 per month. It goes up to $5, which is like a cup of coffee. You got the $10, the $25, and the $100 Platinum Apple level for your support. And you get early access to content, rewards at different levels, a completely ad-free version of the podcast. And then you also get, we have a Close Rings Challenge that's just wrapping up, as well as a monthly exclusive live zoom we do it for about an hour every month almost every month and it's just for the patreon family so thank you so much for supporting patreon.com slash brian tong all right so this show is really cool because we also have an interview later on with filmmaker iphone filmmaker creator director 
Andy too. So that's going to be really cool to get some insight with him and the camera and his thoughts on all that. But because this is a special week where Apple decided to drop the bomb in their special event, it has now obviously stirred up a lot of rumors. So I think the thing that I wanted to cover is really some of these wildcard features for the new iPhone 14. We've heard a lot of things of, okay, there potentially will be a purple one. Maybe there'll be some sort of vapor chamber thermal system to keep it cooler because it's going to be running more intensive uh, tasks and it's going to get hotter, specifically the Pro model. Maybe there'll be two terabytes of storage. Maybe there's Wi-Fi 6C. There could be so many of these things. But the big one, the big one that just popped is satellite connectivity. So things get started because just as of, yes, was it yesterday? I believe it was yesterday at the time of this recording. T-Mobile and SpaceX collaboratively announced a plan together to offer smartphone connectivity nearly anywhere in the U.S. with this new satellite to cellular service. Now, again, satellite service has been rumored as a potential feature for the new iPhone. We will find out if that happens. But what everyone thought is that, oh, T-Mobile and SpaceX working together with this kind of catchy slogan, coverage, above and beyond. And what this is going to do is it's new technology that will leverage SpaceX's second generation Starlink satellites in low Earth orbit and be connected to T-Mobile's nationwide mid-band 5G spectrum to provide this near complete coverage in most areas across the US. And yes, SpaceX is the baby of Elon Musk. And I think that there's an invested interest from Elon to be involved with this because not only does it look good that SpaceX is involved in a project like this, but it's kind of, to me, like a testing ground of him being able to apply these satellites in different areas. And I'm not saying that we're going to, uh, you know, maybe use this for data connectivity when we inhabit another planet in the future, but I'm saying I'm sure it's crossed his mind that goes in all these different places. So, This is a plan that T-Mobile and SpaceX are doing. They hope to establish roaming agreements with international carriers to offer the service globally in the future. But the whole key is the the goal here, and it is ambitious, and this is not going to happen overnight, is that there would be coverage everywhere around the world. Now, they're going to first start here with their plan here with T-Mobile and SpaceX together. I think from what I read is the goal is that this will be up running sometime in 2023. The key thing that they mentioned here and why this sounds like a different plan from Apple's plan is that T-Mobile said the vast majority of smartphones already connected to its network are going to be compatible with this new satellite to cellular service. So that would presumably include iPhones. Um, They didn't immediately like kind of separate or clarify this because this is an initial announcement, but it'll use the satellite connectivity to talk to most likely T-Mobile's mid-band 5G spectrum and kind of use some of that connectivity to cover the map collaboratively and then talk to the actual existing SIM cards that are in your phone. So that's the idea. Now, how will it work specifically? SpaceX plans to have a constellation of all these Starlink satellites in low Earth orbit. Now, I had read and the the information I'm looking at I, I, this might be here saying it sounds ridiculous, but I thought they, I had heard something like the goal would be to launch something like 30,000 satellites into the atmosphere eventually for global coverage. And then 
the counter argument is like, well, this could cause crashes or potential not only more debris in space but but potential of mis- you know mistakes happening satellites running to each other maybe debris from uh i'm not saying a comet but things like that that could muck up the system i mean no one's really ever done anything like this but the second generation starlink satellites would be in low earth orbit they'd have advanced antennas where the smartphones can connect to t-mobile's spectrum without any additional hardware and then talk to that satellite coverage. Now, the initially, this satellite coverage will not be like, you're not going to be able to make calls. You're not going to be able to send, you know, live video streams. The initial data speeds will reportedly be two to four megabits in each cell zone, which would cover, I think, something like a 15-mile radius. The exact speeds are going to kind of depend on where you are. But the goal is, at least initially, you'd have some level of SMS and MMS text messaging through participating messaging apps, according to T-Mobile. So they didn't name the actual messaging apps yet. It's unclear if Apple's iMessage will be supported at launch. The service is expected to not cost anything. It's supposed to basically be bundled in with some of their most popular plans and obviously their high-tier plans. But the plan is to launch the service in beta late 2023, starting in select areas of the U.S., and why why is this what's the purpose of all of this is basically to get some level of emergency connectivity wherever you are whether you're on a hike whether you're in the open ocean on a boat uh, because obviously there's areas where we don't get coverage and let's be real the majority of people will not be able to take full advantage of this and the majority of people don't necessarily need this but is it another great feature to have just in case yes and for me it's not you don't need to just run and go buy a new phone just for this feature especially if it's it comes to the iphone i think that if it makes sense for you cool if you're an outdoor person that also makes sense to have a device that can connect to this but we're still we're talking 2023 right now so yesterday everyone thought oh this is this is the satellite network that apple's planning to jump on but then people are kind of like, skirt, hold your brakes, because the latest rumor or reports behind the scenes that Apple and Global Star are rumored to announce their own, their own satellite connectivity, connectivity feature, I can't even talk, for the iPhone 14 at Apple September event, kind of piggybacking on that far out theme. So they may announce it, according to Tim Ferrar a satellite communications consultant. Uh, So here's the thing that also is interesting about that. Some people believe that T-Mobile and SpaceX did this preemptively to kind of get some of the buzz and get some of the press before to get ahead of the story before Apple, right? And we know how media works and how the news cycle works. This makes sense. But according to reports, Apple would be holding their own satellite connectivity feature for the iPhone in partnership with Global Star. Now, back in February, Global Star announced that it had acquired 17 new satellites to provide continuous satellite service to a potential customer, which might be Apple, and would make sense at least to start it sometime in the US. The service would believe to be offered free of charge for two-way text messaging 
only at launch and will use the current existing satellite spectrum with no rule changes from the FCC required, where what T-Mobile and SpaceX are doing is planning to be a lot more ambitious. And even, you know, when I say covering the world, also T-Mobile and SpaceX said eventually they want text messaging, SMS messaging, voice calls and videos. And I think that their their plan is more ambitious. And I think it's not necessarily that it's going to fail, but I think it's it's harder for me to see it panning out like right out of the gates. It's a big deal when, according to reports, Apple will not have to jump through any regulatory hula hoops to get theirs up and running, that it could potentially be running on launch for the iPhone 14. And again, I think this is a great feature. I don't think it's a feature to go and buy a phone. Quite honestly, the feature where this makes sense the most to me is that, yes, iPhone is the number one kind of mobile device that we all have in our pockets. When you look at all the mobile devices out there, iPhone is the top one, specific when you're talking about a brand slash model, not when I'm talking about every Android phone, but just the iPhone itself. I think if this is an outdoorsy outdoorsy feature, not only do I want to see this on the iPhone, I'd also personally rather see this on the Apple Watch because that's those are the people who are really hiking. They don't even, you know, you can bring your phone as your camera, but I'll be honest, when I go on walks, I just take my Apple Watch and nothing else. It has cellular connectivity so I can make calls. If it has this emergency SOS satellite feature, I'm connected to the satellite network where if something happens, I can at least message someone or message emergency authorities to let them know where I am. That's great. But there's something to be said is I don't like this idea or this future of thinking that I want phone, cell phone, multimedia, full connectivity in the most remote areas when I want to enjoy nature. I, I, I do think there's something to be said for separating these. And for me, it's leave the phone, enjoy, be, live in the moment. And if you really need to be connected, use an Apple Watch. That's how I would personally use it. So it's going to be really exciting to see what happens. Um, according to the reports, the iPhones themselves would need some sort of a special modem chip to connect to this satellite system, whereas the T-Mobile SpaceX plan appears to be, use your current phone, we're going to link you to our T-Mobile network, which talks to the satellite network to get that satellite coverage, whereas Apple's appears to be kind of its own closed proprietary ecosystem. Makes sense that they can control and kind of watch over and kind of maintain. And it would be a kind of a nice add-on feature to their product lineup. So my hope is not only iPhone, but Apple Watch. And do I wish it was in every Apple Watch? Yes. Do I know how big this chip component is? No. Could I see them maybe only put it in the Apple Watch Pro? Yeah. And would I buy that? Yes. So We'll see how this all plays out, but I think it's really fascinating the talk and chat around satellite connectivity just this week, and we'll see how it all pans out. You know, I, I know that the media, the mainstream media, will be going like, "You can get the internet anywhere from your phone with satellite connectivity," and it's it's messaging for now, and I I don't want it everywhere. I can possibly, I just don't want that. So I think this is a great topic to hear from you all. Remember, record your voice memos, send them in, applebitsshow at gmail.com. When you hear this, are you saying now, 
I got to get the Neos iPhone. Are you saying, eh, I'll wait because it doesn't really affect me? Or are you also the type of person that's like, I need that security blanket. Whether I use it or not, I just love the idea that it's there and I got to have it. Remember, applebitsshow at gmail.com. Send in your voice memo, wherever you're from. I would love to hear all of your takes from this. And yes, I am asking you to call it. All right, another big thanks to our sponsor, Indeed, for sponsoring the AppleBits XL podcast. Now, we are driven by what ifs. So what if hiring didn't have to be so hard? What if finding someone great could be as easy as asking them to apply? What if your dream hiring platform already exists? The answer is you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment that they sponsor a job according to Indeed data in the U.S. Even better, guys and gals, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring partner delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest in 2019. So join more than three million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Now, one of the things that really stands out about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place really easy with one of their features that's called assessments. So Indeed helps star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests, ranging from cooking all the way to coding. Indeed assessments help take the stress out of the interview process. Your candidates get to prove themselves before the interview so that, and you can both dive deeper into talking about what's important to you. Indeed assessments, you can select for the skills that matter to you most, and you can add from a selection of over 100 hard and soft skills tests to your job post and home in on the candidates with the right skills faster. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash applebits. Offer a good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash applebits. Indeed.com slash applebits. Terms and conditions apply. Need a hire? You need Indeed. All right, everybody. So I told you I was going to have a great conversation with iPhone filmmaker Andy Two. I've got to imagine those of you listening, you have seen his work before. I know you have because I know I have. So him and I, we jumped in this really fun conversation about the iPhone as a tool about technology, how it's changed our lives, opened up new doors and opportunities, but also him as a filmmaker, what does he want to see in the iPhone, whether it's the next iPhone, whether it's future iPhones, we talk all about it. So here you go. It's me and Andy. I wanted to bring a special guest in the house, someone who knows a little, no, he knows a lot about these bad boys. Andy too, coming at you, filmmaker, creator, creative, director, extraordinaire man um andy thank you so much for taking time and hanging out here today Ryan, what's good and uh what's up everybody who's listening listening in and interested in iphone yes sir good um thank you so much again i you know i wanted to kind of start this off because for people that may not be familiar with your work i think they actually unintentionally have seen your videos whether it was because when the iphone 11 pro came out tim cook and apple posted one of your incredible videos that was shot all on 11 Pro from Tokyo. Um, look them up, 
Andy two is it dot net is your site? Yeah, yeah, Andy two dot net or YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Um, all platforms and so you know i wanted to bring yeah, you in because you're an, you're an amazing creator and it just shows the power of for me seeing how technology has evolved and how this has made uh filmmaking and creation accessible to do amazing incredible things so i kind of want to start off with you know how you i guess people might be curious about how did you get Apple's attention with your incredible videos. Did you just start putting stuff out or how did that come to be? Um, and kind of at least kind of help put you on the map, at least from a, a larger perspective. Give, give me some context, a little backstory. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I've always, my, my back, um, my backstory, like to keep it like super short and simple. Um, I've, I grew up in a place where being resourceful was like a survival instinct. So I've always believed, I could always truly believe like deep down that creativity um, can come from a place of like nothing, like you could, you could create something out of nothing. So I've always believed that any camera you put in my hands, um, I'd be able to create work with it. And uh, most importantly, I'd be able to tell stories with it. So, you know, I, I, I got to a point in my career where like I've shot on like the, uh, cinema cameras i shot on uh dslrs mirrorless i've shot on almost like every uh camera brand that's sort of out there and and i really wanted to like, just like chime in on my roots and create with my phone i think uh because it's, it's a is like super accessible um and and that's coming from like if, if you're able to afford an iphone or if you're able to get your hands onto an iphone uh, that already puts you in the pace a place of privilege you know not not everybody nowadays uh, gets the opportunity to even um you know have one in their hands but since i did like I, I wanted to i wanted to create sort of the same work that i was already doing which was travel filmmaking um, um and using that same sort of recipe or that same concept and and delivering it through through a phone because i just believe that i just I just knew that for, for some reason, like I really enjoyed the, the the creative process. Like usually when I'm out like traveling to some of these third world countries, like I got like a 20 pound backpack on me. And I was like, one day I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to bring only my phone, uh, a gimbal and, you know, and just the clothes on, you know, pretty much the clothes on my back and, and some toiletries and, and see what I could do with it. And what it taught me was that creativity in the simplest form, like you don't need a shotgun mic. You don't need, um, you don't need to bring a drone. You don't need to bring all these external factors uh, that do definitely aid in like the storytelling sort of like a uh, recipe. But on your phone, you have access to a microphone. You have access to a, nowadays a 4k camera and, and it can shoot 60 frames and it, you know, and you can shoot HD 120 and you can shoot and, and you can edit, you know, for me, I, I, t I would take all the footage and I'll edit it on like my laptop that I bring with me, but I've also taught myself to edit on the phone itself. So having, you know, having those capabilities, like all packed into one, one place, like really allows you to like lock in and focus um, on that thing you want to create because and, you know, maybe, maybe y'all could, um, uh, relate to this, but in, you know, in this crazy world that we live in, we have all these external factors that 
get in the way of our creativity, you know, whether it's life, um, whether it's, uh, you know, work. But then what I noticed, like when I was creating on the phone, like everything was all in one place and that made it super simple. Um, I'm curious, how did Apple reach out to you for the Tokyo video or did you do it before, you know, how did that, I'm curious, how did that relationship happen? Because when that happened, it's still pretty early on when Apple is working Mm -hmm. with some content creators, um, but they had never profiled a video from a content creator like yours. I mean, like I said, Tim Cook tweeted it out. It got, I can't remember. Was it, it was like, (laughs) I don't know what I want to say, like 9 million, but it got some crazy exposure. Um, and Apple themselves, like they were really behind this. So, um, right. how did that all come to be? And how did that happen? If you recall, like, did, did the email come yeah. out of nowhere? You're like, this is fake or what happened? <laughs> no. Uh, so originally my, my first, my very first, the very, the very first time I worked with Apple was my life open. Um, mm-hmm. and that was through the Mac team. Uh, and I, I forget how like that even, that even <laughs> came about. I need to like really I don't I don't want to waste too much time. But uh pretty much they reached out and uh telling that IMAX story that I kind of briefly like uh sh- shared with you shared with you uh about like them coming in, breaking in, taking all the IMAX. So I shared that story. Um and then it led to me getting like and at the same time I was already creating these iPhone only uh films. So like instead of like bringing like my you know full kit i'll just bring my phone and i'll create a cinematic film just with my phone and then tim cook uh gave me a shout out on like iphone 10r new york video just on um and after that uh every single product team like reached out to me which was like mac iphone uh yep, ipad maybe. Uh, and I was just like, what in the world is going on? It's like, <laughs> it was crazy. Like I was, I was, I was, um, I was excited and I was, I was to this day, like still even thinking about it. Um, I was, I'm extremely grateful for the, for the opportunity that they, that they believed that it was I don't know if it's the it's the validation that that I'm happy about. I think it was more so like where I was creatively at the time. It's like because I always like like earlier when I was talking about like I always try to put out my best work at the time, like when I do drop a video. So like if they was able to recognize like this is my best at the time and they recognize that, and I was like, oh, okay, that's that's dope. Like that's you know mm-hmm. that like I I I could sleep well knowing that. Um, and then, and then after the 10R, then they invited me to uh, 11, 11 Pro, the 11 Pro event um, in 19, 2019. And then I took the phone, but like everybody sort of had this, uh, everybody has their style of uh, reviewing the phone, which is dope. Like I, I love that about um, create, you know, creativity and creators how they could take a product and they have their take on it. You know, you have your take on it. You have a style that, that you enjoy doing that that's meaningful for you. That fulfills your, uh, you know, that fulfills your, uh, creative creativity. Um, for me, like I love personally, I love seeing what it could do, like what the camera could do and how, how I could create story and how I could pretty much take it out of this environment 
uh, of being in your pocket and just like traveling with it. So I brought it, I brought it to Tokyo um, and pretty much uh, dropped the film on it. And then when I got, once I dropped it, I hopped on the plane and there's no like Wi-Fi or anything. When I got off the <laughs> and when I got off the plane, my phone just like when I react, you know, I just got back to America, uh, put my SIM card back in and re- and then it just like blew up. And I was just like, oh shit, this is this, what the hell happened? And then I finally was able to trace what happened. And then Tim Cook gave me the shout out on uh on on Twitter and then I a couple, uh, a good, a good handful of uh, like publications um, uh, featured it like on their on their websites and and like it was it was a cool. I don't know my my that my work hasn't never been like shared to that degree before so like it was I was like literally screaming and jumping so <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Ain't no way. Um, and and since then, um, I've I've been I've been taking iPhone uh, with me on these crazy adventures, and I don't know. I might take it some. I might take it to a new place uh, this coming September. Which, so which really I'm means. I'm curious. By no means am I. I'm just I'm just asking some kind of interesting questions about this. So, quick thing: when you did the. Um, life story video i don't mm-hmm. care about numbers was that actually a sponsored thing or they just provided you with a product or like how was that was that kind of i don't want to say a brand deal but it was behind the scenes did mm-hmm. they help at least finance that video for you to get started or no i'm just curious no it's, they literally like i i produced the whole idea um and well it was just uh they just gave me the imac one one imac and i was just like like with this one imac and i still have it like hell yeah you better have that dude you better (laughs) you don't sell that (laughs) yeah um with that one imac like even like from from the from the time i've dropped that that video my my sort of style i don't say my style but like my approach to reviewing tech has sort of stayed pretty constant like i've never been i've never been the most uh technical like when i when i when I look at uh, products or when I just look at life in general, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm more of like a, like a creative. So I would, I would, I would like to tell stories behind the product or like the stories around like how people use it or stories around like, like how this has impacted your life or like, you know, just like how, how does like, but then, but then there, you know, there are creators who who do like cover the technical, and I was like, damn, like you guys are smart as hell. Like it's 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 a it's a, it's it's a world that that if if I if I could like actually do it myself, maybe. But the fact that people are doing it really well, yourself as well, like like just seeing the way that you like know almost everything about 14 before he even drops and just like how <laughs> no you know why you know why i'll tell you how it's because while we're on the internet looking at websites you're living your life and creating <laughs> like it's really like you know there's an approach where it's like yeah 
I know because I read so much of this crap all the time. Like it gets ingrained in my brain. We are like, I'm going to go on a trip. I'm going to make this incredible bit of video. I'm doing work with a, a group X, Y, and Z. Like that's the only reason why, like, of course, yeah. like I think actually we quote unquote reviewers would have a harder time um, doing what you do versus you doing what we do. If does that make sense from it? Cause it's mm-hmm. yours is to me, yours is more of art and it's personal. Um, And so it's like, it's going to be, like you said, it's so kind of fascinating how you could have 20 people give them the same product and say, talk about it. And you're going to get literally 20 different things. You know, you you get different vibes, different energies, different styles Mm -hmm. and and all that stuff. So, um, I mean, that's what makes it super special. I wanted to follow up though, from that iMac moment moving forward and the 11 Pro video, did, were those moments that kind of unlocked people to knowing you and wanting to work with you more because of like, was that a moment from a, like, let's say a business standpoint, because, you know, mm-hmm. I know that's part of us, like making a living doing what we do, but, is, but is yeah. that what helped like open up new doors for new relationships because of that exposure? I would, I would say so. I, I would say like Apple's name um, is so high up, but, so high up there in the like yeah this is the leading tech you know almost everybody of course everybody knows about app you know it's a and and they're just their just their like sort of roots you know steve jobs sort of you know his his create his sort of creative um mindset and the way that he you know mass you know mastermind marketer but like they always sort of stick to this like this purest sort of creative message that i've always been able to relate to you know even you know you put money aside like some of these campaigns that i get to work on nowadays like i like like don't tell them this but like i literally do it for free like (laughs) (laughs) that's but that's the spirit of that's who you are right i love that that's true like there's things that i would do for free but i'm not going to tell them i'm gonna do it for free but like that's (laughs) we're like when you do things that you never thought were possible when you're a young person i think it really opens up your mind like it 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 exploded my brain to what was possible and so when you can start thinking like oh there really are really not many limits to what i can do when let's be real growing up even trying to break into the media biz and the environments that you're in, we felt those limits, right? We right. felt that we could not do certain things for a variety of reasons. But now that we've been able to accomplish things that we didn't think were possible, I think it changes your brain and how you just approach life and people and opportunity. And I think it actually um, enhances like our, like our brains capacities and our ability to like see more because of, because we've done things that we never thought were possible. Right. I don't know yeah. if you like, yeah. you know, you yeah, know, like I, I, I totally feel like that, you know, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm curious from a phone perspective, what do you wish? Like, let's say I want Andy Two's dream phone camera system. It can be totally right. made up. It doesn't have to exist. What would you like if you had your dream? If Apple said, yo, Andy, come yeah. on in, we're going to make your dream iPhone with these, with the specs that you want. What would you want on the iPhone? For you personally specs specs spec wise uh um, functionality right that's all yeah functionality uh i i i would say i would want i would want final cut on the phone 
Hmm. I think um, I once once they drop Final Cut for iPad or for Seriously. iPhone, like I'm about to go stupid on that, like because <laughs> like I, I'm literally gonna go crazy on it. I've I've sort of strayed away from iMovie and LumaFusion um, intentionally on the on the mobile devices because like I I I've spent enough time learning the platform but like if i'm gonna like truly invest my time into something like the this you know the same amount of time i invested into um final cut pro then that's doubt you know that'll be it i think um spec wise 4k 120 would be incredible uh because i i do really enjoy uh slow motion uh, for cinematic films um and other phones have it <laughs> oh yeah they do uh, bro bro uh what about, what about a better what about a better um optical zoom does that matter to you oh, as a filmmaker or not hell yeah okay yeah, i was gonna yeah. say i don't want to like because i'm like right. let's be real like samsung mm-hmm. has an incredible the 10x optical it's incredible and yeah. you know it doesn't look like we're gonna get in the 14 but is that something that yeah. you'd really wish that the iPhone had? Yeah, hell yeah. Just the usable 10X optical. Yes. Like actual decent looking, like, you know, I don't know what the hell they're doing in the lab, like <laughs> all the circuits and everything. But <laughs> if they could just make that image like super clear on 9X, um, that would be, be dope. Because I, I mean, I, I recently um, seen uh, Joe Hishashi from uh he he did the he was the composer for all the studio uh i always say it wrong it's studio i say studio ghibli but it's this the actual yeah. right way to say it yeah, yeah but um don't hate me for saying that so i'm sorry don't, no uh, don't but, even, uh, do, do i say hey it could be ghibli I, or I, ghibli depending on who you yeah, talk to ghibli there you go Brian. thank be, you i was waiting for you i was waiting for you to say it yo gif gif or gif ghibli or ghibli i don't care man <laughs> so he he did he did um he did a uh he performed at radio city and you know i was in the uh mezzanine seats i don't even know the right way to say that shit so i was up there right and i was using the 9x zoom and I was like, damn, this looks fucking great. Like it was, you know, on on the phone. And then I pulled the foot, I pulled the footage up on Final Cut, and I was like, damn, like this shit looks so ass. But I'm gonna use it anyways. <laughs> that's that's, uh, <laughs> that's that was, that's the rip, you know. <laughs> yo, that that's that's a moment where I'm telling you, if you use an S22 Ultra, it would it would have been pristine. Yeah, because they got it, but they oh. but that's the one, you know that's. That's a big thing that, um, you know, I hope I hope Apple does. Uh, you know, I know that we've been talking for a while now. I do value your time. I, I did want to say, yeah. give you an opportunity to kind of talk about what what other things, you know, are kind of like whether it's pieces of work or not. What are you working on or where are you going next? Um, you know, I'm just yeah. kind of curious. Well, what's ne- what's going on with you lately? Uh, where so like where I'm going next, I'm kind of gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that like as a oh, uh, um, oh. yeah. Yeah, it's Follow me on the socials dope. to find out, guys. Yeah, it's gonna be it's a it's a it's a okay. It's a country I've never been to before, mm. and I've been I've been pitching it for the past couple of years, like but I, I couldn't get in because uh, COVID restrictions. 
So this Case. year, Korea, yeah. Korea, Korea. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I was trying. To, I was trying to be. Does, how about this? Um, if I say it, and it rhymes, I'm gonna say a word that rhymes with it. Okay, Orita. <laughs> Like, I don't know. For some diarrhea. reason, in my mind, diarrhea popped up in Oreos. <laughs> Yo, we just made it. If you eat too many Oreos and you freaking get the shit, it's Oreos. Oh, yeah, it's that. Oh, bad. man. Man, I, th- I think even when sometimes as content creators, just like what you just talked about, going down the list of the features of the phone, I think we take it for granted. I think people take this for granted because you know i know your origin story you know if you want to check out his youtube just watch andy's story but it comes from a place where you know the reason why i think i fell in love with videos i was exposed to it in high school right like for me too, being able to pick up a camera but these cameras weren't didn't fit in our pocket you know (laughs) yeah they were for sure they were you know they were they wouldn't, you might, you would have to get a special bathroom. I mean, some of these were like over the shoulder type cameras that I use. I remember in college, like we, I kid you not when I was trying to, um, I went to San Jose state and I, oh, that, I was, I, I worked that, in, yeah. and went to the journalism department and like, we were literally using, uh, like VHS, like SVHS tape. So the cameras we had were like over your shoulder and right. they were like, whatever, 480p maybe was the top resolution <laughs> back then. And you're, right. you know, you're editing, you put a tape in a deck and you're fast forwarding and you're editing like manually. And if you screw up, you got to do it all over. There's no like digital redos. And so, you know, kind of when you see the journey of how technology has advanced, has advanced, how do you feel about it? Like, are you amazed by it? Do you sometimes even sometimes kind of forget or, you know, what's your perspective on just how technology for a creator like you has advanced even from your time until now? Yeah, I was, I was, uh, a little, I didn't. I get. I didn't get a chance to hit the VHS era, but I because you because you young. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't as old as you. But respect though, because like you know, I feel like the further I feel like the further back you go, the more the deeper appreciation you have for the yeah. for the process. Yeah. So you know, being able to the physical physical tapes is, is crazy. I mean, I do remember a Firewire for sure. There you go. Um, there you go, young one. There yeah. you go, young one. <laughs> <laughs> having to having to like play back the footage uh in order to like uh import it in as a clip i think uh seeing that at a young age but like not knowing that that was a part of the creative process and just being exposed to it in high school uh was was definitely like an eye-opening eye-opening thing like i've always i've always enjoyed technology and i was i was a nerd like growing like growing up i was a nerd growing up in East Oakland. So like it was, you know, I was into gaming. I was into um, computers. I was into all this technology. It's just the outside influences that sort of gave, like gave me a different perspective on life, even though internally, like I really enjoyed all this tech stuff, but I sort of had to put on this sort of, um, I had to put on like a different, a different kind of, uh, the friends I was hanging out with, the people, you know, even my own family just influenced me in a different way to where, like, I couldn't fully express some of the things I really enjoyed because you'd be looked at and be like, oh, you're a square, like you're a nerd. Like, mm-hmm, and, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, deep down, like I was, 
but like I wasn't able to like fully express myself as a kid like that, which is like something I'm still, you know, um, uh, learning about myself as I, as I'm as I'm getting older, and and nowadays I just get to fully express myself, which is like such a, you know, it's, a, it's such a beautiful thing. But I mm-hmm. I always encourage like kids or just people coming up in this creative world that like you know it's it's, it's such a fun such a fun job. It's it's hard as hell. But it, you know, there's there's a lot of rewards that that come with it. But just to, uh, I don't I don't want to go steer too far away from your question about how technology has advanced, um, like the iPhones in particular, like just seeing it go from 1080 to 4K, and then 4K to 4K 60, and then you know, and then and then HDR comes in, and then just like being able to to adjust uh, to these new features, like when I remember when. Uh, iPhone dropped HDR. I was just like, "What in the world?" I've never handled HDR footage in my life. So, like, just um, having that curiosity for 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 technology uh, just gave me it, it gave me, I guess, it gave me like sort of like an edge because you know, there's if you, if you really want to get into it and you really want to understand it, then you, you put in the time and. You'll, you'll get results from it. I remember when I uploaded my first like HDR video uh, from iPhone, I was just like, I did it completely wrong. I like messed up. And there was this conversation with Apple and like all my friends was just like, I tried my best, you know, like <laughs> I literally tried my best and, and, and this is what I was able to create. And, um, it, but I think the, that, that part of the process, the, the art of like screwing up, is one of my favorite parts because like you know on youtube at least when you drop a video you want to make it as perfect as possible some people do um i i i sort of strive for this like these cinematic masterpieces in in my own you know in my own respect and 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 whenever i fuck up i'm just like damn like (laughs) I, I, you know, <laughs> I literally tried my best, but I, I still fucked up. So it's, it's for for everybody listening. It's like, like it's, I, I you gotta you gotta go through those sort of like pain points, um, in order to like sort of like unlock your creative potential, which is like the funnest part. And then you know, with the new iPhone coming out, like rumored to have like eight K, like that's even crazier because because mm-hmm. like then what are you gonna do, right? So, so, you know, pushing, pushing that sort of, um, pushing that creative sort of, uh, catalog further is, is, is what I'm like, I'm always excited about like technology, just like getting better all the time. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I, you know, I want to touch upon thing, what you said, I think it's important. Like, I love how we could kind of dip in between like life and technology and art here, because like, you know, I was literally thinking in my mind when you said, Oh, it's a beautiful thing to be able to express yourself and create. I was like, that is a beautiful thing. And then you said it. And I think it's what I wanted to say to kind of give you your flowers is I know those people in your family and from your past, they're looking at you now and going like, damn, right? Like all the things that you were nerdy and geeky about that you loved that you, you know, because of the environment and how, you know, we all are kind of some, to a certain degree, we are going to be products of the environment we grew up in and were raised in. But now the fact that you've been able to like even, elevate and tap into that even more those people are like damn andy maybe we saw shades of it but 
now that like this is your career, this is who you are and part of your evolution, I know they're like, damn, he's doing like amazing stuff. Like I want, I want, I really want to encourage people to see your work because it does have um what I like about it is it has an organic, organic nature to it. And you kind of touched on how it feels like it's not um sterilized and handcrafted like an ad. It's like you can tell there's a person that is shooting this versus um 20 people that have all decided on what shot to do and how to perfectly light it. You know what I mean? And so um I'm kind of curious from your perspective with your experience, you know, using the iPhone. And I know you you there's like even I saw a long time ago it came up on uh there was like you were doing classes, you know, it was I don't know if not it wasn't called a master class, but it was it a skillshare right. or something like that. It was like you were teaching yeah. people basically like how to do that. So can you kind of talk about how the iPhone and your work and your creativity has unbeknownst to you before you started doing this opened doors and opportunities that and talk about some of those like how how that how that's happened in your journey. It, so so what you so what you mentioned was uh, my uh, my class with moment. So I, I dropped the mobile filmmaking course, um, and I I've always been like kind of wary of like, like selling stuff. Like I'm the worst <laughs> when it comes. Like, I'm, I'm probably one of the worst. Like <laughs> I don't know. It's it's just not my. It's not it's not built into like how I create. Like I would consider myself like a purist, um, you know, peer creator when it, when it comes to, um, storytelling. So like whenever it comes to like money and stuff, like I always like sort of like, um, shoot that over to like my managers and let them, let them sort of, you know, do that. But ladies and uh, gentlemen, Andy too has (laughs) managers. All right. Let's let's, 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 let's drop that in there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the what so like doing that course was um i i I was inspired um to create that because of what we were talking about earlier of like just touching on my roots of like um being resourceful and creating something out of nothing so i believe in that Mm -hmm. um and when they approached me through that angle i was like okay i'd be able to um you know i'd be able to help some kids and they were like and i was thinking about the like the big picture type um type of uh education like if one teacher purchases this course a whole class gets access to it sort of say and um and i when when i thought about it like that i was like okay like i I do feel a little better um about um i guess monetizing education even though i still you know i could i could talk to you i could talk to everybody else about it like no i still wouldn't um promote it like that this is not my style. Um, education, however, has always been like a big, a big, like really big influence in my life. Like literally like school, like from all my uncles, like in and out of jail, like every time they came back, they always like, just stay in school, stay in school. Like, come on, don't like, don't be like us. And I always took that with a grain of salt. It's like, all right. Like, and they sort of like, they, they were so consistent with it to where i was just like all right i'm staying in school even though i still fucked up like i still <laughs> in, in high school i ended up dropping out and re-enrolling myself um and which which is all like if you guys want to see that backstory my life oakland 
um, on YouTube is, is where you could fully understand like that sort of exactly what I'm talking about. And so school, school has always been like very important in my life because it, it was able to, to change um, the way, just the way that I saw the world and, and educate me and, and teach me that like there, there is a world outside of Oakland. There is a world outside of um, uh, how, you know, the way I'm living right now is like, it doesn't always have to be like this. Uh, so I make it, I make it a, um, for, for me, at least I make it a, a point to like go and revisit. So like when iPhone 11 dropped, like before the event, I went to go visit my high school. Um, since it's public now uh, with the Apple event coming up uh, on the seventh, like I'm going to my high school on the sixth and I'm going to go talk to the kids. I'm going to get some, uh, you know, I'll, I'm going to round up some, some free course code give it out and you know ultimately like i did this um i did this video with apple called the dream studio story where i was able to give away uh, i would not give away but pretty much like elevate a creator and i you know i've been pitching that idea for the longest and my ultimate goal is to like be able to get imax for a whole classroom like that's that's what i ultimately ultimately want because of the fact that like in my life welcoming the the video on youtube like someone came into our classroom and stole all our mix like and that was like you know if you can imagine uh for us you know we were heartbroken like can you imagine like all these classes math science english um i love gym though but like our our drama class was like the golden like ticket like for for me personally like it was like the best class um throughout the academy so i went to media academy and you know to to show up one day uh, to class and just like the doors kicked in and all the imax are gone they suffered like there's this one tucked in the corner um because that was i don't know why i guess they were so uh busy with you know taking the other 30 that they left this one and that was the one that ultimately like that i stuck with and i was just like super consistent about like i got to like after school i'm on the imac like i'm like i was on the baseball team but during the off season uh for the football team and basketball team i was editing their videos like i was just always in mm-hmm. I, what i would consider the lab is you know what i consider uh where i work out of now so yeah education uh just to just to hit that um again it's like education is like one of the most important things uh, to me and then and then when i discover youtube as a educational platform like there's other ways to uh, approach youtube you know in your own in your own way and and um when when i saw that youtube was such a such a powerful platform for for education and being able to uh, tell stories i really gravitated towards it but in the beginning I just felt, I felt like it was hard for me to find my voice because I, I felt so different. Like I, I, I didn't really see people who sort of looked like me. I didn't see people who like sounded like me. So it was, it was just a tough like space to navigate through. Um, but I, I've always just sort of like stuck with my roots and, and, and really just, I, I just know like at the end of the day, like as long as I'm trying to help people, um, that that's, that's one thing that I could like, Bet on. 
you know, I love hearing your story because it just shows like how to your core. Like I remember I was, I took like a media class in high school and like you, I was the one who was doing the editing, who just want, like literally it was like, I just felt at home. It was just so fun. I didn't care. Like you could block out the world for like five or six hours. Actually, we still kind of do that. Like you're just going at it right. and then you create something. You're like, damn, that's pretty badass, right? It, the, there's something obviously innate in us. Like I've always said that we, as young kids, we weren't made to sit behind us. We were made to create things. We're doing stuff with art, you know, with writing, with Play-Doh, like we're outside, like by nature, we're, we're actually meant to create things. And so being able to like do that for a living now for both you and me, like, I always feel so thankful and blessed that we have the ability to like, dude, you and I are making videos for a living, bro. Like, come on, mm -hmm. you know, like, I think yeah, if you right. told, if you told me in junior high, like, <laughs> oh, you're going to be doing this for a living, I would have been like, hell yeah. Right. And I always kind of, <laughs> I always try to try and like, take myself back in time to when I was a young person who really didn't know anything. And if they told me like, these are the things you're going to be able to do through video, um, then how, how would I feel at that moment? And that kind of keeps the joy of like just being able to do these things I'm alive. And I, I, I hope, and I think it should happen that you will get that moment to provide IMAX for a classroom. That is such a full circle moment that is like tied to your core of your experience. Um, and so it, it, it's, it's literally made you who you are. You know, I, I think that's incredible. Um, I wanted to talk about shift over to be a little, you know, geeky about the iPhone. I know it can do so many things for you. Did you growing up? I'm guessing we all none of us always had an iPhone. What 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 cameras did you use? Did you use a Samsung phone for a little while? I mean, like, like you know, like what, what 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 type of tools did you actually use growing up? I mean, it sounded like you used Mini DV for a while in class because you had FireWire. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was around for Mini DV. I used that a lot. Too. Not yet, not yet. <laughs> um, in fact, in fact, quick thing when you're talking about like always being like editing this stuff. Even though in college they had like there was mini DV was out, but you know, in, in certain school programs, they're not gonna like outfit an entire school with mini DV at the time. So we were using VHS, right. but I was the only one who learned Final Cut Pro. So I could edit both analog and digital at the same time. So just to let you know that yeah. I did it, I did edit digitally with VHS tapes. Okay. I wasn't I wasn't that caveman, -y, but uh, <laughs> I wasn't hey. from that caveman era. But you have to like to me, it was always like I just want to learn everything possible around this so i can who knows if i was going to use it when i was you know you don't know where you're going to end up but i just always was a sponge like i wanted to learn everything possible um so i, I know i'm jumping around a lot of things but i guess yeah, what no, what devices did you use like at during your evolution of being a creator i'm really curious i mean before before i answer your question like just like every time every time you jump into your past like for me as a as a filmmaker i i see scenes like i see you like with the VHS cam, like I see you like trying to trying to navigate through the world and figure out like you know who 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 is Brian Tong. Like I think um, I think it's incredible that like you was able to like pave a sort of like create your own way, you know, as a as a video creator, you know, video producer, and and you know you've been giving me my flowers. I didn't get the, I didn't really get the opportunity <laughs> to give you yours. Like I like literally like been like when when you was when you was doing cnet like you was like literally for me personally like the only asian dude like in the sort of tech space that i saw and i was like damn like like i don't i didn't even know you at the time but i was like i was like respect you know like i was like i could, even though i didn't know you like i was i was genuinely 
happy for you. I never got the opportunity to tell you. Wow. Um, Thank you, man. Uh, so yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's cool to, it's cool to actually like chop it up with you now. Cause, cause if, if we could go back, like, you know, X amount, however many years ago that was when you was a CMET, it's like, if I had the opportunity to say something to you, even though you didn't know who the hell I was, I'd, I'd say that. <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you right now, though, we're going to get a chance to see each other because it sounds like you're going to be at Cupertino on the 7th. Oh, yeah. You're coming back yeah. to the Bay. You know, I was yeah. born and raised in like Sunnyvale and Cupertino. So I'm actually going to be at the oh, event, yeah. too. So you and I are going to see each other in person, my friend. All right. Hell so yeah. make yeah. sure like <laughs> I, we have got to connect even through all the chaos. <laughs> You yeah, know, sure. I want to definitely for say sure. hi, but, you know, thank you for those kind words. I think that um, part of being involved in media, like it's never been an objective or a goal for me, but I've always felt, you know, being someone who always cared about media, like, and to your point of saying, like not seeing faces like us that are familiar, like, look, I want to do what I love. You and I are both a slice of the Asian American experience. Like even just the two of us, yeah. even though we're both doing video, we have really different um, paths that got us here. But I just always think like it was important to, not only for myself because I loved it, but just staying in the game is like half the battle, mm-hmm. right? Like right. being able to do this completely independent now, which I'm so thankful for, for people that have like, you know, continue to watch and support and all that. Like it's, it's just hoping that like the flag that we leave in the ground here, other people can be inspired to be like, yo, I could do that too. Because I remember watching news reporters and being like, I, I want to be able to do mm-hmm. that now. I've never ended up being a news reporter. But mm-hmm. that's okay. Like I think the way things evolve, like I'm, yeah. I'm even happier to what I've been able to accomplish. But it's just my, I was never driven to be like, oh, I'm not here to be famous or recognized. I'm just here to quite honestly yeah. have fun, enjoy the journey, be blessed to do what I do, and hopefully people can pull something from that. And um, at the same time, I always remember when like people would sometimes put on comments like criticizing me about like. Um, what I said or did or how I looked and how they like, Oh, mm-hmm. you don't represent me. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, but yeah. you should be happy. Like I'm doing more for the collective than you ever will. And if you want to keep mm-hmm. on hating me, like, <laughs> the, you know, the Asian for haters real. within the Asian community, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, get out of here. Like, you know, you don't know my yeah. experience and I don't know yours, but I'm, I'm doing things to elevate and push, you know, move us forward. And I, you know, if you're doing that behind the scenes, cool, but don't criticize what my journey because I'm not criticizing yours. Yeah, exactly. That's, the, the world is like such a such a crazy place. But hey, you you know you did, you did what you did, and you're doing what you're doing. So we both are, man. Thank <laughs> thank you for that. Okay, okay. Yeah, let's, let's I honestly I appreciate right, it. Like, I honestly appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. So f- phones, like what? Which phones did you or? Uh, cameras did you actually end up using through through your journey and i'm i'm yeah, i just i'm curious yeah. about that uh originally like actual camera like it was a uh, polaroid cameras like with my family like my grandma my grandparents um they they would both like always like you know want to capture that like kodak moment mm. and then they they like hand hand me off the camera and be like take this photo <laughs> and i see it. <laughs> it's a little funny because like I see kids nowadays like build build like just the other day. Um, you know, we're at a we're at a nice um we're like by the water in New York and the there's mom, she hands her phone off iPhone. She hands her iPhone off to her kid and then she's she tells him to take photos of her. So like if that's in the in the same sort of sense, like if you dated back, you know, a couple of years a handful of years ago, that it's that same concept. It's just like the handoff. Um, which is 
which is something I'm super grateful for. Like I'm, you know, I'm glad they handed me off the camera. Sort of just had to trust that I, I knew, you know, I knew how to press a button, um, and and that led to uh, kind of playing with my grandpa's. Uh, um, is a Sony like uh, Handycam. And don't worry, well, I'm not going to hold you up for like the actual model numbers and yeah, stuff. Oh, don't okay. Even, yeah, 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 don't yeah. even trip about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to transcode some of those uh, old films of his, yeah, by the way, oh, like, just like for my own, like, because yeah. I want to, because he did this trip to Vietnam and I want to be, I want to be able to like recreate some of those scenes oh. that some of the, like sort of like Vietnam dude through my grandpa's eyes type of video. But anyway, uh, so Handycam. Uh, and then like going into high school, like messing a little bit with like TV cameras. Um, and then after that, uh, getting, sort of getting my first, uh, uh, then, then I got hired at the media and technology services, they call it Nats, uh, on campus. And, and then I was pretty much taught like how to transcode media from mm-hmm. like, uh, DV cameras to like, um, to dvds to uh even vhs is like just just like digitizing it that was like yep. my job to, to yo i know what you're talking about i know i mean that and that path is like it's very manual no wonder like the first thing you, you mentioned in our talk was firewire because you're around that so much you're using firewire <laughs> to transfer all that stuff back in the day <laughs> it's crazy yeah and and that part that part that whole part of, of that process is like Nowadays, if you translate that in modern day like terms, it's just like a memory card into a memory mm-hmm. card reader, which mm-hmm. is so simple now, right? But back mm-hmm. then, it's just you had to go through hurdles. Um, so then I got I got um, my hands onto like my first DSLR, which I have just like right here for show and tell, uh, Canon T One I. That was your very first DSLR. <laughs> That's dope. Very first DSLR. Uh, yeah, Canon T One I, and like I just I I pretty much. Um, I tell, I kind of tell a story all the time, but like, if, if like you, you, me, and like two other people were like in, in like a general studies class, um, I, and we had to do a PowerPoint, I'd be like, nah, let's do a video. Uh, just in like, and it, that was always like my, that was always my, uh, think way of thinking. Cause I always like, I love movies. I love, uh, entertainment. I you know love watching YouTube videos. I was like, no, nah, let's make a video. Like that'll be way more fun. And then we probably give it like more points because like we we want to you know we want to do something different. And if you think about it, video is like a, a moving PowerPoint. Like mm-hmm. you know, PowerPoint is like a storyboard pretty much like in um, in the cinema world. So uh, I just always had the, the the I guess the knack for or just the creative aspirations for like creating video. Um, so that led that eventually led to. Um, I guess like leveling up my DSLRs and then going mirrorless and then, and then, you know, getting new phones. But my first, my first iPhone was actually the iPhone four. Oh man. That's a classic design, bro. That I think that design is pretty timeless. Yeah. iPhone four, the box, the little small box. And that, and I, I still have, I think it was the front of five. I think, I think Ever since I went to four, um, then I never stopped. So like all the way down the line. Did but you there upgrade was, you know, every year? Some... Did you upgrade hell every year? Nah, you skipped it. Yeah. Okay. I'm curious. Yeah, nah. So, so yeah. Do you remember? Because like 
<laughs> when I was at CNET, like people would be like, why don't you buy your phones every year? I'm like, dude, A, I can't afford to. <laughs> and B, I'm going to make a choice. Like as a consumer, I thought it was actually more responsible at the time to right. only buy a phone when I felt it was worthy of an upgrade. Right. So there were yeah, some phones exactly. that were not worthy of it. So do you remember maybe any of the phones that you skipped in the sequence? Like when you went from a four to a five, what was like kind of your iPhone journey? Yeah, I think I went from like uh, four and I held on to the four until like the six. Mm-hmm. I think I skipped. I think I did. Uh, I did like a generation skip. So I didn't get every single one. I wasn't like rolling like money like that. So I was just like, oh, you go <laughs> four, six and then eight. And then, and then, you know, um, it was, like some of, some of my friends like still have like t- uh, 10S Max. Like, yep. And, and it's still working like great it's just you know the cat it's just he was just telling me like the camera quality is not it i might upgrade this year but then it's like 10s to now it's like yeah like these things you know these 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 devices have have some uh longevity to them you know, absolutely they, if you if you could if you can main, you know, main, uh, have good maintenance on it and take care of it then yeah like they they actually last a long time so andy uh, uh, i just want to say thank you so much for your time um thank you for sharing your journey i I think it's incredible. You're an amazing artist, um, you know, and I honestly, I'm excited to know that you're going to be at the Apple event. So let's just say what's up, oh, yeah. you know, and uh, link For up sure. and just, you know, um, it's going to be fun. I mean, I that's the second time I've I've never been there for an iPhone event. So um, I think it's going to be pretty Wait, safe. What? Well, you, you meaning had... I went so because of pandemic. And so how about this? I went yeah. independent. I didn't get right. invited to Apple events. I kind of had to prove that I had an audience still. And so then... Uh, just the apple definitely like thankfully linked me up with right. products over the past like two years but i finally went to mm-hmm. campus at wwdc for the first time at least for a product oh, review thing. Nice. so this will be nice. the second time i go and the first time i go for iphone so and Ooh. You know, iphones that those are big events man hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Oh, it's gonna be exciting yeah so cool. I, I mean it's, it's it was an absolute pleasure to to chop it up with you and also you know with your audience on this on this podcast hopefully um you know hopefully my my no filter is uh was oh don't even enjoyable to the ear no Uh, no. and it it was it's just i don't know i think uh i think for us for us as creators i think i think something i want to hit on is just like the the fact that i said like i do it for free and the the joy that comes out of creativity, like, and like, never lose that. Like, just be, you know, just because you get paid like thousands of dollars, even now, for you know, hundreds of thousands or however much you get paid for uh, make creating videos, like, never lose that that idea of like creating for pure joy. Like, I think creative fulfillment is is a is something that isn't really um, talked about too much because everybody's always trying to make, you know, monetize and make money, which is important. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's super important. But like create creative fulfillment, passion projects, like make sure you just got those somewhere on the pipeline, like as you, as you're coming up in this creative world. Because if you got that, then it'll, it'll help you so much. Like, with your mental clarity, your spirit um, along the way. 
dude, facts, amen, truths. Like, oh, like, you know what? I, I really appreciate you. You know, you are a real one, Andy. Like I, I hear, you know, everything you talk about, you're speaking truths and it's coming from, you know, coming from the heart. And, you know, for some, what you just said is like, you know, I, of course I have to do the grind of, you know, keeping up with like the latest Apple news and stuff, but Every yeah. year I put out a stupid corny ass music video, like, you know, the Weird Al Yankovic style music videos around a product like this past year, the new MacBook Pros came out with a new M1 Mac. So I did okay. a music video. I did Return of the Mac. I'm going to say that one. <laughs> so then you go, you're going to like, I'm never going to yeah. talk to this dude again. But <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. But, I mean, you sound but that's, that's, that's a, yeah, right. That, that, that's. Yeah. Well, you know, to me, you got to create the creative, you got to keep the creative spirit alive. Like you got to do the fun stuff that you don't care about the views because it fulfills your soul and keeps you doing this. Like, look, you and I know we see the cats that are just chasing algorithms and chasing the money and that's okay. That's their prerogative. Right. Like, but in, for me to do this and like to have the longevity that I've been able to have, I had to enjoy the journey. I had to do the stupid fun stuff that, right someone will watch. And if it's just my mama, then cool. But you know, like yeah. you've got to be able to do that to keep you like excited and engaged and in love with still creating content and not it becoming just a business. That's no fun. That's just no fun. What's the point? I mean, okay, fine. The point yeah. for some people is making a lot of money, but, <laughs> but what's the point at the end of the day, right? Like we've got to enjoy the journey. We got to make a video together someday. We got to make, oh, we gotta well, make let's something. Talk, let's, let's talk. We can go, yeah. man, we can go to a city or something. Just kick it. Just have some fun. I don't yeah. even care. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, man. Go. Um, Thank you so much, Andy. Appreciate it again. Uh, Andy to everybody. Do you want to tell people, you know, how they can find you on, on the socials and like where, what they should look for? Yeah. Sure. If you've made it all the way to the end of this podcast, <laughs> people do, bro. Shit. People do. <laughs> That's crazy retention. That's hey, good on you. Um, my attention span is so short now. Uh, <laughs> All right, you made it to the all. You made it all the way to the end. You Congratulations! <laughs> Congratulations! First off, uh, drink some water. <laughs> drink some water first, and then after you have your cup of water, then you can check out my work. Uh, my my bread and butter is on YouTube. So if you look at my YouTube, um, just my name Andy Two, uh, you'll find some of my most meaningful work. Uh, and if you really want to like learn about like who I am, how I came up, my life Oakland is the the one you watch. Incredible. First. And Incredible. then every, and then everything else falls um, after it. And, and then you could find me anywhere else. But if you if you find me on YouTube, you find my life Oakland. Watch that. And then and then I don't know. Hit me hit me up if you feel if you feel like you know if you if if you're Brian's homie. Then you're my homie now. Yeah. You know, if you that's listen to me, yeah. yeah. If you got you this far, you heard that. You heard that. <laughs> <laughs> and and for people listening, Andy too is spelled Andy A-N-D-Y-T-O. So let y'all yeah. know, right? I don't want to make assumptions. And he's also, okay. if you're if you're listening, he is repping Oakland. He's repping his home. He's got the A's cap on. Um, because you know, them warriors left Oakland. So <laughs> where they had the greatest fans in the world. And now when you watch a game, they're all on their damn phones whatever yeah. uh, that's just yeah. me being bitter as a true fan so. <laughs> yeah like hey, me too me too i'm sorry <laughs> all right man hey um i man i'll see you soon i'll see you soon in cupertino bro yeah Hell all yeah. right okay so that was a fun conversation with me and andy or andy and i with i with me <laughs> grammar police don't come and get me 
But uh, I just love how we were able to touch on life, on our experiences, and technology, and how it's really brought us together and really allowed us to do the amazing things that we can do. Okay, this is a jam-packed show. We had news. We had an interview with Andy. Now I told you we would get to the calls, so we have got two calls for you. All you got to do, remember, record that voice memo, send it in, applebitsshow at gmail.com. Let's get to the first call. Hey, Brian, Jordan from Columbus calling in, and I got some salt to dish out today. One, I wanted to say, I don't understand all this buzz about lossless coming to the AirPod Pros 2. As an AirPod Pro 1 owner, they sound good, but nothing about the codec makes me feel like that's the limitation. They're itty-bitty little earbuds. Like, I don't know how a a lossless codec is going to make my life better. Also, I just don't really understand consumer-grade lossless obsession anyway. I also wanted to say, while I'm just on the rant, I can't believe that they can't figure out how to bring always-on display to iPhone 13, or any OLED phone for that matter. Android's been doing this for years. Also, I'm kind of salty. I was excited about the new watchOS update with the new activity features, like for running and workout, the new display that's going on. And I found out that my Apple Watch Series 5 apparently has one sensor different from everything else and does not support those new workout metrics. But apparently the cheaper iPhone iPhone SE, Apple Watch SE, that has the same processor can do those, but my watch can't. So I'm salty. Also, where are all the calls, Brian? I miss them. It brought a lot of nice, fun energy, and it was fun to feel that community presence on your program. So I hope to see them come back. See ya. All right. I'm I'm just going to call you Salty Jordan, and I hope that you continue to call and bring the salt because you had three things you're salty about. First of all, the AirPods and lossless audio. Now, I will tell you, AirPods Pro... They sound all right. They sound good. AirPods 3 legitimately sound better than the AirPods Pro, even without their noise canceling. So to your point, I think that it it's more of a hardware thing that can give you the best quality of audio, but I think you pair better speakers, better hardware, and you bring this lossless codec. If they can make the AirPods Pro 2 sound better with a similar system to the AirPods 3, throw in the noise canceling and put on the lossless, um, you know, the lossless codec. Maybe those three combined can make it sound even better than the AirPods Pro, uh, sorry, the AirPods 3. And if they do, then I'll be a happy camper. Um, What was the second thing that you were salty about? You're salty about the iPhone SE, sorry, you're salty about the Apple Watch SE. And I think that you should be salty about that because... I don't know if the sensor is the altimeter or like the an altitude sensor that's in there that's not in the 5 and I would be very annoyed but we know how Apple is. We know how Apple does things and um I would say it's part of the frustration of being an Apple user and when I talk about frustration I remember what one of your points was the always on display for an Apple product Now, Apple first brought OLED to the game for their phones with the iPhone X, the 10. 
and they've never incorporated always on display. Fine. Uh, battery life, it does affect it. That's fair. But it's one of those Apple things where you know they looked at the product roadmap and they can see how things have slowed down. Look, everyone here feels the slowdown of the innovation that's happening in the iPhone. And it's a product that has plateaued in what it seems to be now. It's faster processor, better cameras, and then maybe an extra feature these days. Um, but nothing more than that. And always on display, coming. I think it will be nice. But yeah, is it a joke? It hasn't come to the iPhone earlier. Absolutely. I think I've thrown enough bad apples about it that I just like, you get beat down by this stuff after a certain time. And to address your last point about people not calling in, I tell people to call in. I think there hasn't been, I think people are have been feeling stagnant. I'm really trying to encourage people to keep on calling in. We started getting a trickle of more calls. Sometimes some, not all the calls are the best that are usable. But if this is a moment, Jordan, where you're asking the community to call in and they've gotten this far, then I say, hey, everybody, call in the show. Be the salty Jordan for the Apple Bits XL. And I think that even what you say will spark other people to say things. And right, it kind of feeds off of each other. So I hope that we can do that and enjoy that. So thanks for the calls, Jordan. I really appreciate it. Okay, next one, our final and last call. This is coming to us from our man, Chris. Hey, Brian, Chris calling here with the iPhone battery question. So I have an iPhone 12. I recently got it replaced due to my own stupidity. I broke the screen. But they ended up giving me a brand new phone last fall, and I believe it was last October. But the battery's just been terrible. So I used to use a wireless charger. I don't know if that affected the battery's effectiveness. But according to Apple's battery section in the settings, my battery is at like 89% life left overall. And I don't know if a particular type of charger is better than the others, even if it's MagSafe. Um, I don't know if you've heard anything about this or, or know kind of which charger will help extend that battery life before I have to replace it. So I am looking forward to your thoughts. Or even if the battery packs you can slap on there, even if it's Apple's or one by Mophie or OtterBox, if that could help too, and that'll actually do anything over the long term to harm my battery further. Thank you for taking my voice memo. Bye. Okay, Chris. So I have some tips for you. And here's the thing. Batteries are very complicated and there is not necessarily a specific thing that says, oh, this is definitely it. And this is why your battery health is hurting. Now, from what from what I'm gathering, Chris's time out, you know, your overall battery health, you can check that on your phone. And he's like, why is my battery health already at like 89%, which is the capacity it can reach one year later, that feels off. Like it shouldn't be that low, right? You're like, what's going on with my battery? So there's batteries are complex, but there are a couple things that might play into this that I wanted to bring up. I not only did I did some digging, I asked some people just like what could be contributing to this because, and in fact, they didn't really talk about the actual chargers. One of the ways that the battery can, you know, lead to overall lower health is that it gets the phone itself and the device itself gets hot and not just warm, but you know, those times where your phone, you use it in the sunlight and it gets really, really hot, you know, that can actually affect the battery chemistry 
and when it keep, continues to be hotter, let's say it's like in your car in the sun, and it's when it gets to that super blazing hot, and the the screen basically kind of like fades out because it's so hot, and it tries to cool itself. That actually can be damaging to the overall battery health of your phone. So that's one thing. The other thing is, you know, in the past we used to always say, oh, you know, cycle your battery, run it down all the way to the bottom to fully recharge it and, you know, recalibrate the sensors. Well, with new modern batteries, that's actually no longer the case. And they're now saying that dropping your battery down on your iPhone down to 0%, like when you try to exhaust it all the way, is actually more damaging to your battery health and will reduce its overall lifespan. So for the best battery health, you actually want to recharge your iPhone regularly throughout the day so you actually never deplete it. That I didn't honestly know that. I did not know that that should not happen. I remember always telling my mom over the years, like, hey, you know, once in a while, just run your battery all the way down. This is like years ago, but you don't need to do that anymore. Um, one, th- The other thing, so those are kind of the two bigger things that you might be aware of based on your battery behavior. And if neither of those are happening with you, it's not like I'm saying I know the answers. I just have a few suggestions of what specifically has been um, documented and reported to at least affect the battery health in some way, shape, or form. The third one, which I'm pretty sure you don't do, is uh, they say that if you're going to store your iPhone for like an extended period of time, like let's say you leave it in a drawer and you leave it away for a while, don't leave the battery at 100%. So they're saying if you're keeping an old iPhone around to use as like a backup or maybe to save it to give it to someone later, before storing the iPhone away, discharge the battery between 50 and 80%. Come back to it periodically. Just make sure the battery hasn't discharged to flat also. So I thought that was kind of interesting as well. So those are three things. This is There's no easy, quick fix formula to it, but I thought I'd at least try to find you some answers instead of putting my arms up and saying, I don't know, because what is the goal of this show? Let's get people to call in and talk and open up the discussion again, just like Salty Jordan wants and just like Chris wants. I embrace it all, and I'm honestly still grateful. I will tell you all, listening, the actual numbers of the show of listeners has not dropped. It has not dropped at all. It's still the same. We get around 15 to 20K listeners per episode over time. So that's, which is already pretty badass in my mind. I can't believe y'all roll with me like that. So there should be no reason we're getting less calls. Maybe y'all are a little fatigued, but I'm saying, hey, let's go call in. Even if you're like, I'm not buying the new iPhone because mine's good enough, fine. Call in, applebitshow at gmail.com. And this is a long episode, so I hope you get this far. All right, we got to give big thanks to our Platinum Apples who support the show at the $100 level on my Patreon. Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frater, Jarrett Lewis, Atari Koenigsegg, and so many more of you that support at all different levels. Thank you so much for your contributions. Thank you for allowing me to keep on doing this. You are all freaking amazing. And uh, the best thing that I can do is work my butt off and give you my perspective and some of the scoops and some of the early access that I can and just give that back to you for supporting me. So thank you so much, everybody. Take care. Be safe. Apple event, September 7th. That's a Wednesday. We're about a week and a half from the time of this recording, and I will be there. I'm going to kick ass for y'all. All right, everybody. Take care and be safe. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace. Peace.